time. Well, that didn't go to plan, did it? Welcome to the final Brisbane Football Review post-competition of the 2019-20 A-League season. It's Scott and Adam with you tonight after the Brisbane Raw went out in the elimination final, 1-0 to Western United. Adam, as I said, that didn't quite go to plan, did it? No, no, it didn't. Um, look, it's, it was one of those games where so you felt that even into the build-up that it was going to be a game that... You know, almost like first score of wins, and there weren't going to be too many opportunities. And, you know, opportunities were going to be at a premium. And, uh, look, uh, Western United took them. Brisbane Raw didn't. Uh, that's why That's why the former are moving on. Absolutely. We might just quickly rip the, hand, rip the Band-Aid off and get through this quickly. We'll go right back to the start. One change to the Brisbane Raw lineup from the game 13 days ago. Scott Neville came in for, for Daniel Bowles. Bradley on the bench, pick, having a bit of an injury. I think that's the team we all would have picked. And they started off pretty well in that first 15 minutes, didn't they, Adam? They had a... A lot of possession, a couple of chances did not make the most of them. That's probably the story of the night. Yeah, look, there were there were a couple of chances very very early on. Um, that, like Dylan Wenzel Halls was you know, very very lively first, you know, up front. You know, Scott McDonald was all you know, being his sort of you know, imperious self, and um, looked it looked promising the first 15 minutes. Uh, and I would say that you'd argue the Raw were sort of you know the better side in the first uh, quarter of the game. Probably the better side for the majority of the game, but for about a 15, 20-minute period after that, when they did get the goal, Western United, to their credit, maybe Borussia was a bit of play-acting to win the free kick, but it was a terrific free kick from Alessandro Diamante, wasn't it? And you know when, when Mark Bosnich on, on um, expert commentary isn't there nitpicking a goal-keeping mistake, you know it's a pretty good free kick, and it was a really good free kick, and not much Jamie Young could have done there, was there? Oh look, yeah, that, that's uh, what Alexandre Diamante uh, brings. Brings it, you know, he's a uh, free kick specialist, and look, it was a very, very uh, well taken free kick that you expect from a player his calibre. Look, there's questions about whether the wall, um, you know, where they jumped on time or anything like that. But you know, sometimes you just got to say that, that that it's those moments that you know win your games, lose your games, and that and that was you know a, that was a moment, and it's fitting that that was end up being the winning goal. What did you make of that moment with the wall, actually? Because you're right, it was the wall did not jump then. They had a lot of the, the shorter players, if you like, in the wall there, obviously man marking the taller players on the chance he didn't go directly for goal. And they didn't jump, did they? So it was almost an invitation there for him to do, to aim for that top corner. Oh, look, I, I sort of agree with what um, I think Robbie Slater said in, in commentary on, on on Fox that, you know, that the reason why the shorter guys were there because they were trying to guard against, you know, some of the taller timber up front, you know, the likes of Tommy Uscock and um, and the like, you know, and, and Andrew Durante, you know. So it was a case of, you know, do you take a chance, you know, Diamante, you know, going direct with the free kick and in the top corner or do they give up, you know, a soft header, you know, to one of the tall timbers? So it's... Look, you take a chance. At the end of the day, look, I guess, you know, Diamante scoring, it's just, you know, it's a fantastic bit of play. You know, Jamie Young did well to get a touch on it, yeah. but uh, yeah, it was just too good. He did. Look, you're, right. you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. And look, the Raw did have plenty of chances in this game to get back into it. Obviously, there were a whole bunch of them. Matt Rydenton had a really good chance 
right at the end of the first half there, Joe Joe O'Shea had probably the best chance, which he bombed on the edge of the penalty, edge of the six yard box almost. It seemed like from there, so they had their plenty of chances in the end of the roar, didn't they? Brad Inman hit the post. I mean, they did have their chances. They did, and um, look, just you give poor ball down to not their night, and I think that's that's really what it came came down to is that uh, you know, you know in these finals games you got to take every chance. You know, you're not you're not going to get away and move on if you squander ten chances in a game. And while I'm not saying that Raw had that many um, or created that many either, but um, yeah, as I said, you know. Western United had one opportunity that it was taken, and um, that that's the ball game. What do you make of Bradman off the bench? Because I thought when he did come on, they did look really lively to all when he came on. He made a real impact, didn't he? Not just with his shot that hit the post. He was lively making runs in behind it. It seemed to spark the side in that second half. I think that was the ace card that Warren Moon had. You know, that obviously he he was he had he had an injury cloud. So he obviously it would probably would have been more ideal if he started. But you know that was the you know the case of you know, a quality half an hour. You know, for a player of, of his stature, you know, was probably going to, you know, be the best chance to get back in the game, especially given the game situation. So, look again, I think it was a case of, you know, limited minutes, but make the most of it. Absolutely, and the Raw did throw on Aaron and Marty Holloway again to go Route One towards the end, enjoying him as well. It just didn't quite work as it hasn't worked all year. That plan has. I think it worked in the first game of the season over in Perth. The Marty Holloway direct ball into the box, so Donovan scored. That's about the only time it's worked this season, isn't it? I think so, and um, look, I think I think you know the one thing is that Marty Holloway. I think I think the defences are, are awake to the fact of what you know he brings, and he may be dominant in the air, but um, they're just, they're just shutting him down. And to be honest, you know the raw didn't really, even when he came on the last ten minutes, they never really got close. Yeah. I think might cause a few. Um, you know, nervous moments. I know Aaron Calvers sort of, you know, intercepted the ball there to to clear it. But other than that, yeah, you didn't you didn't really feel that they were getting close. Like they could have done that for another half an hour, and I don't they would come up with with zilch. So I think the Amadi Hallway experiment, you know, just having him having him up front as a bombing target, you know, and trying to play Route One football, I just don't think it works in the A League. I think I think. Um, yeah. In this, I think in this league, I think defence is too smart. I think because you've got tall centre backs, more physical, more you know, sort of athletic centre backs. So I just don't think it works in this league. And um, look, there's nothing that I can really say change my mind on that at the moment, especially with the players sort of you know of a Marty Holloway sort of standard at the moment. No, it just doesn't work, has it? So we'll we'll move on to talk briefly about the offseason moment. But what was what, just your last thoughts on this game? Anything we haven't discussed yet that you wanted to bring up? No, look, at the end of the day, I think, you know, we said at the start of the season that if the Raw could get into the finals, you know, after the wretched season they had last season, it would be a pass mark. So, um, compared by the fact that, you know, the coach that was designed to sort of come in and change it around, Robbie Fowler, you know, he didn't even complete the season and Warren Moon's taken over. It's definitely no slight on Warren Moon. Um, he now gets an opportunity to build the team how he wants it rather than sort of being Robbie Fowler's team. Um, and look, that, that's going to be on him. So I think, you know, at the end of the day, um, you could say that, you know, it's, it's a step in the right direction. Now, the club, I think this, well, not this time last year, but this time at the stage of the season, after they got, you know, beaten 5-3 on Anzac Day, we were thinking, yeah. you know, oh, it's, it's probably the lowest ebb for the club in a long time. I think you can actually go forward and look and say, you know, the you know, the Raw are going to go places now. They can probably give some, you know, got some good young talent coming through that, you know, will probably benefit from, you know, the exposure they've had this season. So I think it's positive it's going forward. You know, you obviously don't want to take backward steps and, you know, falling just into the finals or even missing next year. Uh, but, yeah, look, uh, signs are okay at the moment. I think, you know, you can take it as a positive 
Um, and yeah, I think I think they're just missing that one. Um, I guess that one playmaker, that, that difference maker, like a Alessandro Diamanti. It'd be nice to have a player like that, wouldn't it? I mean, mm. so what would you say is the one thing, if it was one thing Warren Moon would have learned over this five, six weeks in the hub, what do you reckon it would be? Because he's given a lot of players an opportunity. I reckon he's learned a hell of a lot about most of these players and looking at them playing in the way that Robbie Fowler had them setting up. Yes, he didn't change a great deal, but I'm, I'm imagining that he's sitting there thinking, right, when I get this team playing the way that I like my teams to play traditionally, I reckon you would see a fair bit in a lot of these players that would, would give him a lot of optimism going forward. Oh, look, absolutely. And I think, I think again, I think the, the three at the back may go, I think, as part of, you know, the Warren Moon era. I think that, I don't think he's, I think that's just a continuation rather than stamping his own mole. Obviously, I would say, you know, how he had things going at lines, uh, probably that, you know, the four at the back with the two sweep, you know, really sort of go you know, high playing, um, you know, fullbacks. I think that'd be more of a, a feature. And I, I think, um, yeah, I just think they just need. I think what the raw need. I think what Warren Moon would like is that creative, you know, outlet that you know more, more than just yeah, your your good your good strikers. Um, like and and like I said you and and you're sort of your wingers. You know, like so I think that's I think that's the one link at the moment the raw is missing is that creative player to be able to sort of you know not only you know control control sort of transition but also as well create the attack because um I, I think Joe Shea yeah I'm not convinced that. He, you know, he is that player as far as that creative outlet. Look, he's a good, solid player, but I think for what the job that he was supposed to do that you know, we were sort of all promised at the start of the season, I don't think he's lived up to that, unfortunately. Yep. Um, and in fact, I'd say that Scott McDonald, actually, if he sticks around, he may actually be that answer, but then you need a striker to develop, you know, like a Dylan Wenzel Halls, like a Mirza Muradovic, you know, or even a Brad Inman going forward, you know, to, to play that. I think um, that, that may be no, the answer may be right under the nose. It just may be just to be reshuffling. Maybe I think they need to go out and get a top creative attacking midfield. I think that's what they're lacking. And we'll mention this stat here right now. Never talk about it again, Adam. This ends the Raw's 100% unbeaten record at home in, in A-League Finals. I know it's not technically at Suncorp, but it's a it's a home game. So we'll never mention that again. So the Raw yes, now... not. <laughs> absolutely. Now, the Raw move into the off-season, which we don't know when that the new season is going to start. It could be December. It could be as late as February, depending on which reports you believe. So... The Raw will now obviously come back to Queensland probably tomorrow afternoon after they do their recovery. And then it's a two weeks of quarantine, Adam. Yeah, look, it's a story that sort of broke over the weekend. I know I've got a lot of, people, a lot of fans divided on, you know, whether it's right or wrong. I think just in the, just the general sort of, you know, sense of, you know, that the Raw feel, feel that the players feel a bit dudded that, you know, they've spent all this time in a bubble and all of a sudden they've got to now come and do two weeks of quarantine. But look, that's, that's something, that's a matter for the raw have to negotiate with the Queensland government and the um, chief medical officer. I think that's something that, you know, we as fans, you know, I think that there's a, there's a certain part of the uh, fan base are saying, Oh, it's not fair that they have spent this time in the in bubble. But then there's all those saying is others saying, well, you know what, why are they any more special than any other person that's traveling from New South Wales to, to Queensland? So look, at the, the, end of the, day, the moment, isn't it? The way it's, things are at the moment, it's just the way it is. And I think the, I think most people would understand that it's probably the right way to go that they enter the bubble. So we'll probably give the A-League a bit of a break now. We might quickly talk about who we think will win the grand final in a minute, but we might probably give it a week and a half, two weeks before we do our end-of-season recap, Adam, we reckon? Yeah, yeah, look, I think think that, you know, activity as far as, you know, 
underlining this season, maybe starting to prepare for new season. Look, that that may start before they even leave the uh, the quarantine. So, so yeah. Look, I think I think it's best. You know, we may we may get some news on either some you know inbound signings or even some outgoing signings in the next two weeks. So I think yeah, let's just let dust settle and let's just see how the rest of this season, the very very unique long season, plays out. Now, I'll give you as many options here as you'd like. I'll let you choose any of the four teams remaining in the A-League finals, or you can say you don't care. So who's, who do you, who do you think is going to win the A-League grand final next Sunday night? Uh, look, yeah, personally, don't care. But um, putting my football brain on, look, I think Sydney FC are still favourites. Um, look, a lot of people say that, you know, their, their form, their form um, coming out of the pause has been probably one of the worst, if not the worst, um, in the league. But look, I think I think their approach has been very very simple. I just I think that they they have treated the last so uh, the back end of this season as pre as preseason. That then season is a th- is a too too much season going forward. And I think they'll come out firing on Wednesday night against Perth Glory. Yeah, I think if they beat Perth Glory, they'll win the grand final. And if Perth Glory actually beat Sydney, I think they'll win the grand final. I yeah. just don't trust Melbourne City at the moment. So my actual answer is like you, I really don't care anymore. Mm. But I do think the winner will come out of Perth and Sydney. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that that late the um the APM semi-final, I think the winner will come out of that that final. Absolutely. Well, Adam, thanks for joining me tonight as we recap yep. the final game of the Raw's 2019-20 marathon season. Yep. Thanks, Scott. We'll talk to you later.